Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share with you about my upcoming workshop, Bringing Sexy Back, Kickstarting a Lagging Sex Drive. Did you used to feel excited for and look forward to that special time with your partner or yourself, but you've lost that feeling? You are not alone. Many women and cycling people start to lose their drive over time for a myriad of reasons, but this doesn't have to be your truth for forever. There are lots of ways to bring sexy back, and we'll cover this during our special 45-minute workshop. We'll talk how stress impacts your sex drive and how to start changing that ASAP, which hormones play the biggest role in your sex drive, how they change over your cycle and over your lifetime, food and supplements that naturally support and increase libido and act as aphrodisiacs, lifestyle changes to help bring sexy back, and energetic practices that help you come back into your body, and much, much more. You'll get a free bonus sexy back worksheet that you can print out and keep by your bedside to remind you of all the ways that you can support your inner fire. This workshop is geared towards women and cycling people's hormones, though men are certainly allowed to sign up and learn what they can to help support their partner, family member, client, or patient. It's all happening on April 19th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Can't make the time? Well, if you sign up, you'll be sent the recording right afterwards so you can view it when you are ready. There are limited spots available, so head over to my website, christinegarvin.com, or go into the show's notes to click through and grab your spot right away. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Straight to the Hormones. So today we're going to be talking about something, I guess, tangentially hormone-related, but I really wanted to talk about it because it's made a huge splash in the news I'm sure if you follow any news, you've seen it in the past week, and it's about erythritol. So although erythritol isn't going to impact your hormones directly, it is something that a lot of people who are getting off of sugar for the multitude of reasons that we should be cutting back or getting off sugar completely including, you know, things like obviously diabetes and then um, heart disease. We know it has a huge connection there. And even with cancer, um, you know, some people still are going to want something sweet every once in a while. And erythritol is something that has been included in many products on the market these days, including protein bars and you know, drinks and all kinds of really other, I mean, protein powders, a lot of them have erythritol in them. So you really are seeing it sort of across the board. And even if you buy something like say monk fruit, majority of the time erythritol is going to be included in there because erythritol ends up having a similar or can have a similar consistency to sugar and it makes it easier, you know, to bake with and things like that than if you just get sort of straight monk fruit or if you just get straight stevia. So it's kind of hard to bypass it these days. And so when this huge report or study came out last week about the connection between erythritol and heart health, um, specifically pretty much stating that it was really not good for cardiovascular health, Certainly a lot of people were up in arms, you know, including my parents called me because they have certainly, um, you know, taken to using that for like my mom uses it as, as a sweetener in her tea and that kind of thing. And I 
calmed them down. And that's what I'm going to try and do with you today. So I do have to say a lot of this information I'm getting ready to share with you. Um, I got from other uh, experts in the field who really know their stuff, because although I certainly can and do read studies, especially a lot for fibroids and hormone things, um, sometimes the studies are really hard to decipher and they're very long, actually. You know, most of what we see is just um, a small part of it. Um, when you're actually going to look up a study, it's just a little uh, summary essentially. And so you really need to get into the nitty gritty of these studies in order to understand them. And unfortunately that is not what is happening when the media posts about these studies or publishes an article about these studies, you know, they're definitely, they're basically picking from the summary, picking from what has decided to be shared. So they're missing a lot. So anyways, I just wanted to credit that I, um, you know, got some of this following information from experts in the field like JJ Virgin, for example, um, and some other good doctors who really understand how to decipher these studies fully. So here is what is going on. Here's the real deal. So the initial study uh, where research did find a possible connection between erythritol and heart health did not actually look at how much erythritol people were eating. So this is a big problem because our bodies actually make erythritol. And I'll be honest with you, I just learned this in this process too. I did not know beforehand that erythritol was made in our body too. And so the study really only measured the levels of erythritol in people's blood. So we have no idea if that, so we don't really know if this was coming from what we call uh, endogenous production, which is, you know, main side of our body, or if it was from uh, exogenous, which is outside of our body, which would mean, you know, in food. So it's hard to say naturally happening in the body or from dietary intake. So it is important to note that high percentages of the patients in the study already had hypertension, heart attack history, diagnosed diabetes, and high BMI. And we're talking, you know, 29, 30 and above. So blood erythritol is actually a marker of a high sugar diet. And we do know that that can be connected to cardiovascular disease. Also, oxidative stress can cause elevated erythritol. And a lot of people are having some oxidative stress going on. This is you, when you hear oxidative stress, you can think about, you know, oxidation. You probably have heard of antioxidants. Those fight oxidation, right? Because we have a lot um, of oxidation happening as our body is kind of dealing with all the things it has to deal with on a daily basis from, you know, um, pesticides in our foods and from um, if we're, you know, imbibing in alcohol or um, cigarette smoke and even, you know, foods that are um, highly inflammatory can cause oxidative stress. So there's lots of different ways, right? And this can also cause that sort of naturally in your blood, higher erythritol. So again, it's very possible that many of the people in the study were actually already had high levels of erythritol in their bodies before they consumed the erythritol for the study. So few other things. To confirm their findings, researchers gave a very small cohort, which was eight participants, 30 grams of erythritol to consume to measure its effects, right? A, that's a very small sample of people. 
And B, 30 grams of erythritol is a whole lot of erythritol. So if you actually check out your protein bar or your um, your drink or your protein powder, it's probably going to have anywhere from about two to six grams of erythritol in it. If it's higher than that, then it's generally something you don't want to consume a lot, but that's really where it's going to be. And hopefully you're not having more than one product a day and most two products a day that would have erythritol in it. So you're getting maybe 10 grams of uh, erythritol a day. So 30 grams is much, much higher. Um, and so this is an issue, right? Because that's not real world. What it's showing us is not a real world uh, possibility. I mean, I guess it's a possibility for people to consume 30 grams of erythritol a day, but they're really going to be having to eat a lot of foods that ultimately you don't want to be consuming a lot of. I don't want you eating like five or six protein bars a day, right? To get your protein in. So next up, the digestion and excretion, which means the getting rid of it out of your body, of ingested erythritol has been extensively studied in both short and long-term studies, and 90 to 95% is excreted in urine within 24 hours. So in the study, they use a, a 30 grams in liquid form. So that means that you didn't have any of the fiber that you normally get erythritol mixed in, right? Or even just whatever other substances are in the food that's going to slow down that process. Um, so 30 grams of liquid erythritol is going to impact the body in probably much more negative ways than if you have it consumed as part of fiber and other contents and vitamins and minerals, et cetera, that you're going to find in the food, right? So this is not, again, not a real world comparison of how people normally consume erythritol. So the study did find a correlation between high levels of blood erythritol and cardiovascular events. That's kind of what all the hoopla is about, right? But it is a well known that correlation does not actually equal causation, right? So when you know, two variables are found together. So in this case, erythritol consumption and cardiovascular disease, it does not automatically mean that one caused the other. And this is something that the authors really state clearly in the study that unfortunately is not shown in a lot of the media articles. And this is so true across the board with a lot of the studies that are out there, right? Is we immediately jump to this means that this is causing this thing when really the scientists are saying, we're just finding a correlation here. So more studies need to be done. And you will see that on a lot of studies. The more that you get into studies and reading research, the more you will see further studies are needed, right? Because it has not been determined to as a causative factor yet, right? Not saying it couldn't down the road, but everybody sort of jumps to, oh my God, you're going to have a heart attack if you consume erythritol, when in reality, there's nothing showing us that at this point. Really, I think of it as similar to cholesterol, you know, as I learned about this endogenous or internal production of erythritol, same thing with cholesterol. We freak out about cholesterol in food when in actuality, the body makes 80% of, of our cholesterol production, you know, give or take a little. And so we're only getting about 20% of cholesterol from our food. And so it sounds like it's a very similar process with erythritol, I'm not saying that 80-20 breakdown, but that particularly if you have um, issues already concerning your cardiovascular health, you're probably actually um, creating a decent amount of erythritol in your body 
already. So um, it's not so much about you consuming this outside erythritol causing issues. So point of all this is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sugar causes many, many more issues than what we've seen erythritol does, you know, at this point. And that's from hormone disruption to heart disease and beyond. And, you know, most people, I think, start eating erythritol or consuming erythritol because they are getting off of sugar. So again, I'm not trying to tell you to eat all kinds of erythritol products, right? And you really shouldn't be eating. We want you eating natural foods as much as possible. We don't want you eating a ton of packaged foods. So you're only going to find you know, erythritol in these packaged foods, having small amounts of it, especially if you're trying to get off sugar and you're struggling to get off sugar because you, you just have that sweet tooth still, it is okay to have some stuff with erythritol in it. You're not going to have a heart attack because of it. So I hope that makes you feel better. Um, shoot me any questions around this if you have any and, uh, yeah, let people know that it isn't the, you know, crazy, oh my God, throw my hands up in the air. What are we going to do situation that the media has made it out to be? And it's just a good reminder that we always need to dive in a little bit more, particularly when it comes to big studies like this coming out and look at the full picture. So hope that helped. I uh, will see you next time.